Every once in a while. Every once in a while, you throw a 10 in there. Just to fuck shit up. Huh? Yeah, you can talk in your ears a little bit. Check, check. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's Hillary Hudson here. I have this little Hillary voice. What do you mean I have this little Hillary voice? <laughs> what does that mean? Every time you talk into a microphone, I'm just like, is that really the way she sounds? Is that <laughs> not how I sound? No, it's uh, you do sound like that, but it's just... Uh, there's always a certain disconnect from someone's person when you hear their voice yeah, like, yeah. like this, but you're talking to them face to face. Yeah. It's always like a weird. Well, trust me, when I hear myself, I'm like, man, is that really what I fucking sound like? I get you. Like, I honestly, more than anything, hate the sound of my voice. I have like the most grating, gravelly. I love your voice. Like, my second grade teacher asked my mom if I was okay. She was like, does you. Is, you like, I think you might need to take Billy to the pediatrician or something because he's it. I don't think his voice is supposed to sound like that. Really? I sound like I had a frog in my throat. Like that f- kid Froggy from the Little Rascals. Like I sounded like him. <laughs> I mean, I'm recording. Yeah. Oh shit! Why well, wasn't I was loading this bowl? That's I, didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know we were already recording. <laughs> I always like to. This is what happens, Bill, when you are running the podcast. Well, I like when, to. When Bill runs my podcast versus me running my podcast, I like the soft start. We just record ahead of time. I just like to soft start him. <laughs> you get the best stuff, like right when you're just kind of getting ready and. Well, you can keep telling me about your voice then if you're already recording. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, this lady, she told my mom that I needed to go to the doctor. My mom was like, go fuck yourself, lady. Like, you don't tell me how my kid's supposed to sound. Like, he sounds just fine. I love him the way he is. He's my, li- he's my little frog boy. <laughs> my little frog boy. He's my little frog billy. <coughs> okay, well, on that note, little frog boy... Thanks yeah. for welcome to the beach. Yay! We've been at the beach for like two days and it's been I know. lit. You, so we're at Pacific Beach. We just high five. Bill's at Pacific Beach with me. Um, hopefully, we will not always be recording at Pacific Beach, but most of the time, probably. Uh, <laughs> that was no. not the waves. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was totally the waves. It was the tastiest <laughs> wave out here. <laughs> I love ca- <laughs> I love California. <laughs> okay, stay alive. Don't don't cheese. Okay. So you're not recording. It isn't. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Totally is. Okay. Well, can you tell me when it gets to 30 minutes? 30 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> No, because I can't see it. I try to keep them around 30 minutes because I feel like people don't really want to hear what we have to say that much. You're <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. And if like, I aim for 30, usually I go over. So my uh, <clears throat> so like YouTube shows you analytics on like the way people watch your your content. Yeah, and it's pretty reasonably intuitive, uh, and you can see what per- percentage of people that have viewed the video watch throughout the video or you know what like when they kind of fell off right and i feel like it's for for meat sweats it's normally about halfway through well i don't know if you know this but uh, and i did talk about this on another podcast the other day but i don't actually listen to podcasts me neither i think they're obnoxious <laughs> i don't have because i'm not here i'm like not an audio person i'm mm-hmm. not like a 
audio learner. Mm -hmm. And so listening to a podcast to me, I only listen to them if somebody says that they're talking about me in the podcast. Okay. Or um, if they're talking about like Big Pine or something like that. Or like I did listen to like the Joe Rogan, Elon Musk um, well, that episode. was a big one. Yeah, so like I do listen, but I didn't listen to the whole thing. I didn't either. So because I just have like a super short attention span. Same. Um, I can't watch people do comedy. Actually, the podcasts um, that I've listened to the most all the way through um, are like a well, I guess he's not really local, but a comedian that was originally from Arizona, I think. Um, and that's You're not just gonna name drop him. Nope. And that's, <laughs> and that's just because he was talking about me on the podcast. Oh, so really? I listened. Oh. I was. I listened because. Oh, I know who it is now. Um, <laughs> I wanted to know what they were saying about me, but he actually didn't say my name. So Mm-mm, he didn't. Yeah, no. He didn't. So. But those are the podcasts that I've listened Little to bitch. probably the most. Little no, bitch. no, no, absolutely not. That is Bill Laskowski's feelings <laughs> and not mine. Hundred percent. I did not say that. I am making that note to listeners everywhere right now. Absolutely not. You tightened up pretty hard right then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it when you like. I'm you afraid know. of people. You well, love that? No, no, I just love it when you know like what a person's button's going to be. And then you just like, you just kind of, you just kind of scratch it. No. No? No? You don't like pushing a button? No. I mean, yeah, some people, of yeah. course, but. It's fun. But then I like full on push the button. Well, no. Like I with my dad. No. That was awkward this morning with my dad. That was great. So Bill's at the beach. Bill's at the beach with me and all three kiddos and Phil, my roommate slash comedian, and my parents. And how's that been for you? Um, with my parents. My parents are a trip, right? Your parents know. are just like <laughs> like one very, very intelligent, uh, smart people. And then on the other hand, they're like just super silly, like s- sillier than I would have ever imagined just meeting them, you know, like in passing. So it's it's been actually a lot of fun. Like and it uh, there's like uh, they're very welcoming and very, very loving and warm. So it's like there's just such a great they, vibe they, here. They probably won't hear this. So you, you don't have to be nice. I'm not. I'm not doing <laughs> it. It's, I don't I'm not nice to people when I say nice. Thing, I'm not doing it for anything but. I want to be nice to that person because I'm nasty to a lot of people because I'm an asshole. But like when I do like someone and care about them, yeah, I get a little gushy because I save it up for them. They're like I don't dole it out to fucking all the shitheads everywhere. They're like the chillest conservative people. (laughs) They're very conservative. (laughs) But I, you know what? I thought my dad was gonna have a panic attack this morning when he was talking to you about (laughs) me having premarital sex. (laughs) I I mean, like literally, he's like he brought it up. He brought it up. He did. Yeah. And I love I love you. You were like, I didn't do drugs till I was 24. I didn't. And <laughs> I didn't. I never did any drugs. I smoked pot for the first time when I was 24. My boyfriend and a f- at the time and a friend, I was super sick because I have fibromyalgia, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you're so sick all the time. Like, you really should just try it. And so they got me to try it and it didn't help. Oh, Not really? the first time. Um, you didn't get high your first time? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I don't got, think I knew how to inhale correctly. I got toasty stoned my first time. No, I mean, I didn't even get like hungry or... But My buddy's mom made us smoke... My buddy's mom, I repeat, my buddy's mom, I was 12, made us smoke an eighth, like each. She caught it. She was like, oh, you guys want to smoke weed? Here, you go smoke weed. And I, th- I smoked an eighth 
by my like an eighth of myself and then proceeded to eat like a family sized bag of Cheetos and drink like a two liter of Dr. Pepper and then throw up violently yeah, for like two hours just die. I want to throw up just listening to it. Oh, it was so off. I but I'll never forget it. No, I think so I took like two hits, I think, and then that was it. But then I started smoking probably like a month later when I moved in with Jack. I mm-hmm. moved in with Jack and this other guy and uh Justin and they smoked a lot of weed. And so again, I was like super sick. It was monsoon season and they're like just smoke with us one time and that and they had a bubbler. Mm. And uh that did help, and then it was just okay. Well, I do this. Now. I do this have a strong, like I prefer like a water, water backed piece. Yeah. Uh, to just like smoking a joint or a pipe, because uh, I feel like it, it's like it just cools it down a little bit. I can't decide, so I keep saying I'm gonna try to stop smoking. I mean, I'm gonna still use like edibles, and here's a problem for me. I although I would love to just be a pothead, mm-hmm. I actually use it for medicinal purposes. I mm-hmm. don't take any western medicine at all and so the only thing i do is essential oils and like medical marijuana um and not just smoking i do use like lotions and stuff and Mm so i'm going on this cruise next friday and my plan is to not smoke anymore when i get back Uh, but i'm so afraid i really do have a lot of pain and i don't know yeah what that's gonna be once you're and and that's kind of my thing too is like I've, i've been on this well, because I'm sober now, so I don't. I quit drinking, right? Uh, and I that I've been sober since May 30th, and it's just like, okay, should I take this next step and and clear up from from kind of the haze I'm in from weed, right? Because uh, I feel like it, I I feel like it just uh, accentuates whatever mood I'm in, and lately it's been like a depressive mood. So it's just been like kind of an accentuation of that and anxiety, and I I took like a day off and I got ang- and I got scared and anxious and I couldn't sleep, uh, and that's why I originally started smoking weed is because I just have like in unbelievable insomnia. Yeah, I stay up for days at a time. Well, I so like obviously I went on a cruise with my parents last year and I was sober. That I mean like I know. Um, the problem is, is when I'm near water, my body feels much better um, in any water. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, we're in Arizona. It's like the driest place oh, ever. So I'm just nervous about that. But I re- the reason why I want to stop is because I think it's aging my face. I, this is like the most vain. This is a super vain reason. But I've been looking at photos of myself um, because obviously with what we do there's like holly takes all these photos and i like have aged so much in the last year and i read this article where like if you stop smoking for 60 days and you look at like before and after photos like you can really tell and obviously they're talking about um but they weren't talking about just cigarettes they were talking about smoking smoking no you're still burning a plant yeah matt it's like i i quote this to everybody matt fultron had like the best joke ever where it's just like uh you know, oh, all these people are like the the doctor gave me weed. The doctor told me to smoke weed. He's like, the doctor definitely didn't tell you to go burn a plant into your lungs. Like you can't think that that's good for you. You know, right? Uh, and I just it's because it's so true. Like, and I don't feel the same effect from it, smoking versus eating eating it or using no, it. No, I don't either. Uh, and I, I have, like, a lot of back pain. 
I've, I have like a, I have a degenerative disease in my back called Schuerman's disease, and your vertebrae grow round instead of square. So like it just gets all fucking slippy, and then I herniate discs like oh, okay. left and right, right? So I've herniated two discs. I've fractured uh, my L5 and L4 vertebrae, and then I squished. And it was the craziest thing to see on an x-ray. But I like got uh, I, I wrestled all through high school and college. And this kid, I was hitting a stand-up, and he like picked my ankles out from under me. And he drove me onto my like collarbones, and then he fell on top of me, like holding my legs up, and he like scorpioned me. Yeah. He like forcibly scorpioned me, and it squished my vertebrae on my T11 and 12, my T11, T12, like disc area. Uh huh. And those two vertebrae at the back are like way smaller than they are at the front. Whoa. Yeah. It like they and that and that herniated those discs. So I've just like had. Massive back pain since I was like a junior in high school. That's crazy. Yeah. I had no idea. Oh, no. I've been, my body has like been through the ringer. Yeah. Like I've had my ACL replaced uh, with my, I had a uh, patellar tendon graft. So they take like a piece of your patellar tendon and they use it to like rebuild your ACL essentially. They also take a piece of your patella. Like a small piece of the bone that they use to screw down into your your uh, lower leg bone to like anchor it, right? So I've had that, uh, and that was fr- caused by getting hit by a car, and it like popped my knee. It was awful. Uh, I had my all my stuff in my back. Uh, and You're then so fascinating. That's one thing I definitely think I've learned while we've been here. Like I. I definitely thought like, oh yeah, I know Bill, blah blah blah. But you coming to the beach with me, I think I feel like I've gotten to know you so much better. I'm like Shrek. I'm an onion. Well, tell me. So one layer of your onion, I do want to hear more about this. Tell me about you. Used to own a restaurant, right? I did. I did. Okay, uh, so tell me about that. I'm super intrigued about this restaurant thing. So like, I I I was uh, like kind of bar managing at a hotel bar in this podunk town in North Dakota, Jamestown. Famous for the world's largest stone buffalo, uh, and it's also <laughs> the 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 home of Louis L'Amour, uh, who is a favorite famous Western novelist. Um, and so they have like this little tchotchke village and and whatever. And I managed a hotel bar there, and kinda. And then I had a friend who owned like this kind of dance party bar, and. It was in a property that was called, it was a bar for years and years called the Brass Rail. And then the Brass Rail closed down, and several other people tried to start a, a bar in this place uh, and failed. And so my friend somehow got into, you know, he got into running the dance bar part of it. And he asked me if I'd like to come in as a part owner. And I came in as a part owner uh, based just on work, really. You know, I put in the labor to get the kitchen up and running. I put in the labor to get that. We had like a whole nother side to the to this venue, right? Like mm-hmm. this building was huge. It was essentially an entire quarter block, and wow. it had a bunch of like the dance bar part had like a back back area with a overhead door, uh, and there was a bunch. We had like a bunch of pool tables and dart machines and all that shit back there in North Dakota in. Jamestown, I don't I don't know if it's Jamestown specific. I think it's the whole state. 
if you you can have gaming like blackjack and pull tabs uh and they have like pig wheel in What's in pig wheel pig wheels like uh it's kind of like roulette okay uh but you can have gaming if it's benefiting a charity so there's all these charitable organizations like we have the buffalo foundation and it goes to support like they have a live buffalo herd that they preserve and they had the first white buffalo born in captivity ever uh that they and then they like made it happen again three times because they're fucking monsters <laughs> it's just like why why did you ruin a good thing it was like the first it was tatanka god damn it like tatanka came the sioux people were you can't i don't even think they like being called that but i don't know uh i don't know what else to call them lakota sorry uh you can't call them sioux it means like enemy i didn't know that yeah you know it's like it's lakota it's like where the tribe is uh anyway what was i saying they re they replicated the they were so excited because of the white buffalo and then they made it happen. Oh yeah. Time. So anyway, the bu- the buffalo foundation. So you can have gaming. So we had like blackjack and everything. That's just a weird thing about North Dakota. Like you can have gaming in a bar if it benefits a charity, and then you essentially get a for profit charity set up, and it's it's weird. It's just hmm. very strange to me. Uh, and we also had uh, what else do we have. We had like all the video games, like the Big Buck Hunter, the the golf game, uh, and then on the pub side, it was formerly a restaurant called the Bistro, and then before that, years ago, it was called Lil's, and there was a brick oven pizza in the kitchen, there was a pizza roller in the kitchen, there, and it was just set up. This old lady who owned the restaurant, bef- like years and years ago was famous for making these kosher lavash pizzas. Uh, and so we would, we like had to, at one, po- at one point we like had a conversation to sit down with this old woman and... Hey, you're distracting, go away. So this is life at the beach. Bill's telling me this great story and my kid, what do you need? What? No. You cannot have ice cream. Do you see us recording? Ugh. Come here. Come say hello now that you're like in the middle of this. Come here. Come here. Hey, yo. Okay, so he's eight. Bye. Mr. Too Cool for School. <coughs> Sorry, Bill. Please continue. Okay, so I, it was rambling at that point anyway, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks then, Brady. It was a good. It was a good. <laughs> Anyway, so I I opened up this uh, I I opened this thing up just on sheer work and whatever, and we got it to pass pass health inspection, fire inspection because we had a hood and everything. That's and it awesome. Was, it was like a whole adventure, you know. It was like really like I worked in the restaurant industry while I was going to college, because uh, I worked I went to college initially after high school, then I went to uh, work on a race team, then I went back to college after my dad passed. And so, like, I had gotten sick of college, and it was like, what What do I do? Uh, and this bar opportunity presented itself, and I was like, oh, I'm going to really sink my teeth into it. And for about seven, eight months, I did. And it was fun, and, you know, it was like trying to keep ourselves in the, you know, making money and not, not losing money. Right. Uh, and just, like trying to get people there, trying to do different things that made it fun for people to comedy. come there. Did you do we any comedy? We never did any comedy, no. No? 
the only time I ever saw comedy in my hometown, it was at a was at the Vets Club, and it was this guy, this old guy who came through and did like uh, there were like uh, Vietnam and World War Two jokes and just weird stuff, and he was like pandering to veterans. Uh, but it was just like that was the only comedy, and then like the Army Corps of Engineers had their like bugle corps play them play him on and it was just it was really yeah it was uh it was a real weird first sounds like a great comedy experience it was that was my first experience with really? live stand-up yeah okay first one i was probably like 16 i think and it was just like what is this shit this isn't this isn't like i think at the time dane cook had come out with his first album uh and it was like he was hot, you know, right, like right, Dan right. Cook when he came out the gate with that first record and he was like the self made MySpace guy. He's like the first guy to do that. Uh I was just like, What the hell is this? Because I I thought everybody all stand up was like Dane Cook, you know? Right. And it was like, Nope, there's uh there's a lot. <laughs> I don't think I've ever told anybody what my first stand up special I ever watched was. What uh, was it? I uh Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard? What an introduction. Eddie, Eddie Izzard was the first stand-up special I watched. Was he wearing he, a dress? He was. Yep. He was wearing a um like a kimono. Um and some heels and super fierce. And <laughs> I he like fascinated me because I so we already talked I'm, I'm my parents are very conservative. Yeah, yeah. And we I wasn't allowed to watch MTV. We didn't have like pay channels or anything like that um and i think it was like i think i was on my own and my roommate like i had hbo or something and i had just been so sheltered from it for so long like i didn't really watch it and i was like late one night and i was doing homework i was in college and there was eddie izzard and i just like became obsessed with eddie izzard i don't know (laughs) um And then I don't really remember being into comedy too much after that. Like I yeah, would same, go to like, the clubs and um, go watch shows and stuff, but I wasn't like super into it. Um, oh no, I yeah, Eddie Izzard. Yeah, it was like I I had Dane and that was it. And then I didn't really think about comedy again. Uh, I want to say until I really started like I listened to like the first episode of the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. And that's like that's forever ago, that's so long ago. The f- Joe's first episode is like fucking a decade ago almost, yeah. I think. And that is kind of what propelled me into the life I lead now, which is insane. But it's just like, just that one hearing that one thing, and then it was like episode like a hundred. He's like, you know, anybody can do this, right? And I was just like, oh shit. He's right. <laughs> Anybody can do it. It's just like, what's your work ethic, and you know, what are you willing to, what are you willing to let go of, maybe for it? Like, I feel Everything. like, <laughs> yeah, right. I feel, I feel like I've sacrificed a lot for comedy. Yeah. Like I've definitely sacrificed a bunch of relationships, and I've sacrificed uh, job opportunities, uh, you know, whatever, because I just got this thing that makes me do this. Right. Well, that's sort of where I'm at. I'm sort of <clears throat> I did all that and now I'm 
I feel like I'm I'm not leaving comedy, but I'm like backing out a little bit now that we have the beach and everything. I mean, I definitely like the beach calls my name yeah. more than comedy now. And I'm like, well, I have to figure out how to make both work. But I mean, it's, you just it's need a, to, you I have just a, need a to pull that ban on working at the beach and just be like, all right, I'm at the beach, but I can work a little bit. Yeah. No, I do work a little. I mean, mostly, the, I guess, just podcasts now. I'm starting to, like, do the podcasting at the beach or whatever. This is a really comfortable place to do it. Like, you just kind of get, like, I, I put that mood ring. I put a mood ring on earlier, <laughs> and and I looked at the little sheet, and I was like, hey, Hillary, look. It says calm, relaxed. I have calm, relaxed, and love as the colors on this mood ring right now. Well, it's so fun. Everybody who comes to the beach so far, they, like, come, they stay. We go to Better Buzz and eat and have coffee. Oh, the coconut we go to buzzer. the boutique and they like poke around in the boutique, which my friend works at, and like look at stuff. And I mean, that place is so cool, and there's so much stuff in there. You could just look for hours. And then mm-hmm. we like come back and chill and and podcast. Yep. It's like the perfect combination. It's a great Sunday. <laughs> it really is. It's really a fantastic, fantastic vibe out here. Uh, and then like, and you got to do time, right? So not everybody time, that yeah. comes does time. So where, tell us about that. Where did uh, you go? We went over to the comedy palace where with, we worked with them at the San Diego comedy festival this past year, 2019 and made a lot of good connections. And it was really fun to go back in there and, you know, give Tony a hug and see all the, like I gave the cook a hug. Cause I was like, that guy was awesome to me the entire time I was his Mar is Mario's his name. Yeah. And he's like just the sweetest guy. And I was like, hey, man, I don't know if you remember me, but I remember you and you were really nice to me. So I'm just really glad I got to see you. So uh, shout out to Tony and staff yep. at the Comedy Palace. Everybody at the Comedy holding Palace. Holding it down and being awesome. And George, too. George was always is always fabulous. Uh, shout out to everybody. Uh, and the crowd was fantastic last night. Like. The first show was sold out, and the second show had like, like was three quarters sold, so it was still a good room. And both Phil and I did time on one on Phil did the early show, I did the late show, cool. and we both had a great time, you know. And they were both like kind of our crowds. Like his was a little older, so they were like they were digging his more clean stuff, and then mine was a little rowdier and a little crazier, and so they were digging my like a little rowdier, crazier stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was it was a lot of fun, and you know it was just. It's a fun room. I really like that room. From the first yeah. time I was in there, I liked it. Now we're not. We haven't really announced this yet, but I have had a lot of people ask me. We're not running the festival for 2020, um, and I know that they did finally open submissions for that. But do you did he did they tell you who's running it? No. No. I wonder who it is. I'm excited I think they're to do, see. I think they're doing it. Really? I well, think they're, they're going to do it. That would make sense. Year. I sent them a sketch. I, I like basically sent them the packet. And was yeah. like, this is what you need to run it. And Yeah, and we told them. We that have we, other projects. Well, yeah. we told them we had that those like those promotional like flyers or banners or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were really, he was really excited because he was like, does that have a date on it? And they're like, no. And he's like, oh, great, because <laughs> George is just like, you know. Yeah, and I've got a bunch of swag George is a business too. owner. He's trying to say anywhere you can save money in a business like that, you have to. Like I, like I said, I ran a restaurant, so I know the just unbelievable, like, the restaurant will suck your life away. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I lived there because I would get up at, 
get up at eight o'clock in the morning and to meet the guy who's dropping off all the food and or booze or soda or whatever the fuck shipment I was getting that day. And I would meet him there, and then I would stay at the bar all friggin' day because I'd be cleaning or doing whatever. Because if I paid someone to do it, then that's overhead I got to put down. So it's like I, I have the same mentality you do. Like, you're a small business owner, essentially, right now. And you do so much because you're like, if I, whatever I don't do is dollars that I have to pay for somebody right. else to do it. So that's the way I was when I was in that situation. Yeah, it's they're just also- like. Oh, gosh, I I hate to say this, but especially because it's newer, it leads to a lot of like somebody does something and I have to check it and then fix it or like explain how to do it. It sometimes takes longer than it would just to do it myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's but that's what it is of like of building a a team (laughs) that works together well. And I think we have one that does work together well. Uh, And. Just like you got because you got to train people on how one you interact with, like on how to interact with each other. We're I, I would agree that we are learning to work well together. Yeah, it has been a uh, it has we've had some growing pains. I keep telling people that like uh, I think with all things, all things have growing pains. And I yeah. think this year has been our year of growing pains. And I don't think we're done. I think we are still going through some changes and some things. But uh I mean, if you don't, if you don't adapt and change things, then how do you grow? Right. Absolutely. You know, like if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, that's the definition of going insane, right? Like you have to change something. Otherwise, nothing's ever going to be different. Right. So, and it's just like how, how drastic do you go? Like, or how micro do you go? Like, uh, and that's always a learning experience in any business. And that's what a lot of people, I think, forget because there's a lot of ego tied to comedy. And, you know, a you lot think? of... think? Ton. <laughs> too Everybody much. wants to be the center of attention. Too much. Uh, and it's like, uh, at the at the end of the day, we're all participating in a business. We're all participating in a business transaction where we're selling entertainment and uh, our consumers are you know bringing us in revenue via being there and via eating there and drinking there and everything like this so we're we're really like kind of it's like a bubble that we have to operate on where we make sure that everybody's getting their piece Mm -hmm. and if you don't realize that in this industry then you're 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 an asshole like you're not an idiot, you're an asshole. Well, here's the thing too: is there there's a lot of really funny people, um, or there's a lot of really for a comedy club. There's a lot of people who are funny enough. Yeah. And so, if you're difficult to work with, or you're like harder to work with, or whatever, and then they don't have to work with you. No, God no. I mean, if you make one little misstep, sometimes that can be, or a big one. Or, you know, whatever. Like, people just... Like, you can hit someone's button and they'll just be like, well, yeah. fuck you. Canceling your headlining weekend, <clears throat> the weekend of, through a text message. Yep. Done. Those, those people, you know, I there's too many other people that want that time. Yep. There's too many p- other people that are like, oh, I'm going to get paid this much. Holy shit, really? Like, right. I've never been paid more that, than... Oh, I'm going to get paid? Yeah. It's, <laughs> oh, you want to you throw me paid work? 
Right. I will suck your dick, even right. if you don't have one. I'll right. fucking put one on you and blow it. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we've talked a lot about comedy, but I want to ask you a little bit about the beach. So, um, growing up, or did you grow up around the beach at all? Or <laughs> what was your first beach experience? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do, actually. Uh, I was... I had family that lived in Florida, and that's why I'll never go back to Florida, because that's where my first beach experience was, was in Florida. And Florida's just... Ew. <laughs> um, not a fan. Not <laughs> a fan Florida of Florida. Where in Florida were you? Uh, I had family in Tampa. My Auntie Mary lived in Tampa. Okay. And then one of her sons lived in Royal Palm, which is on the east coast of Florida. Okay. Uh, and on, like, the Royal, Royal Palm wasn't bad. Uh, I thought Royal Palm was probably a little better than than Tampa. Tampa was just so what was so terrible about it the beach? It just felt dirty. Uh, it I don't know. It was like I don't know. It, it saw manatees, I guess. Uh. It wasn't really beachy. Like it was like more like islandy. You know, I don't know. It's not this. It I wasn't. It, yeah, this I don't is re- different. So the beach here is very different. I remember being in Florida, walking up and down with my mom, and we would collect shark teeth. You could find. Um, little like petrified shark teeth oh, really? all along the beaches in Florida. I have to. It was like Key West, though. It was I definitely remember like picking up, se- picking seashells and stuff with my mom because she is a seashell. Like I bought her the abalone shell today because mm-hmm. I was like, this will be cute for her, and she'll it, maybe she, I don't know, whatever. So you didn't like the beach. I wasn't. I wasn't one hundred percent sold. Like I. And then were you around the beach very much growing up, or was that like a? That was like a kind of one and done thing. Like we had a lake. But and when I, did you come to the Pacific? The first time I ever saw the Pacific Ocean, I was probably 25, 26. Uh, I had been living in Arizona for maybe like a year and a half, and I came out here with my friend August, who owns a CrossFit gym in Phoenix called, or in Chandler called East Valley CrossFit. And we were training with Mike Bergner, who's like this legendary coach. Uh, and he, Mike's a really nice guy, and he's got this great place out in uh, San Diego here. And it's, like, up on a hill, and he's got this training room in his garage. Mm-hmm. And it was a re- just a really cool vibe, and it was a lot of fun to go to go meet this, this guy who is, like, a legend in a sport that I was really interested in at a point in time. And I still watch weightlifting and stuff, but... Uh, I, that was the first time I ever like got to see the ocean, and That's we just cool. kind of like we just drove, literally just drove by on Mission, Mission Boulevard here, or yeah. whatever. That's so cool. And but that was the extent of it. Like I didn't ever have a beach day until we came out here for the San Diego Fest. Really? That was like my first day. Like I in, didn't know that, and I remember you were in the beach a lot, or in, in like in the water a lot. Yeah, in my adult life, that was the first like real beach experience that I can remember. Aww. Well, I'm so cool. You got to do that when you were was, here for the festival. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and that festival was a lot of fun. Like, I really enjoyed coming out here. And I, like, want to come out here so much. My friends that live out here and everything. And it just haven't made it. And now, and now I have. And it, I'm just, like, oh, I'm so in love with this place. I know. I know. I see. So, it's strange. I don't remember ever not being at the beach. Like, we used to go to Choya Bay in Mexico. And we would go to the beach down there. Um, I don't ever remember really not being around the beach. Hold on a second. What do you need? Bert? Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
Go away now, please. Thank you. <laughs> Can you cut that part out? Huh? <laughs> cut out. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Okay. So, um, yeah, so Choya Bay with my parents. And I remember the ocean used to go way far out and used to be able to walk, like, so far out and collect shells and stuff. And then we would come here. But because we're so close, it's like five hours, we would just be here all the time. Um, Where's, where is Choya Bay? In Mexico, uh, Rocky Point. Oh, it's Rocky Point? Yeah. Okay. How far is Rocky Point from Phoenix? Uh, I think it's about the same as it is to here. It's not that far. <clears throat> I've only I've I've only been to Mexico once, and I mean it's very different now. Yeah. Now there's like hotels and it's really nice. When I used to go, like the house we were in would have to come get water deliveries because they didn't have running water and they had like a tank. Oh wow! And and like the lady would come around and sell tortillas and. There was, I mean, yeah. It was, I want to go get, different. like, dental work done in Mexico, to be now honest. Now it's, like, really nice. Actually, Jack wants to do that, too. You should go together. We should go together. Yeah. We'll make it a, we'll make it a, we we'll make it an afternoon. That, so he has, like, the number of a guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. It's sad. Let me get so that number. Sad. Let's talk about that. How sad is it that you have to go down to Mexico to oh get dental God. work? Oh, my God. That's it's just it's just dumb that we don't help people. We were talking about that today, like mental health. Yeah. But even just like your teeth or your eyes or whatever. Like I'm going blind. I don't know really? if you do that. I didn't know that. I have uh, ocular. I have an ocular thing called. Uh, um, what the hell is it called? Um, Curaconus. And what it is is like the co- the lens of your eyeball essentially just starts to peak outwards and it gets real pointy. Oh. So I, I have to wear these special contact lenses where they're a hard contact on the out inside and a soft one on the outside and it helps prevent my eye from continuing to push out uh, because eventually your lens perforates and then they do a lens transplant which oh. apparently only oh. takes like Bill. 70% of the time. There's a there's another comic in Phoenix he, or in Arizona who has a similar disorder, but he's and he's got like a couple other complications with it. He's blind, and it's just like I mean like just talking to him, uh, and then like I get these really bad like eyesores sometimes, like I'll forget to take my contacts out at night and I'll just get these like massive, like just demon eyes, and I won't That's be able terrible. to I won't be able to like look at light for like two days. Oh my goodness, that's so terrible. When it happens, I just I feel like I'm gonna die. You know, like Bill, you're falling apart. I am. I am. I need and and that's what sucks is like, you know, we we pay into this tax system, and people pay a lot of money into the tax system. Yeah. And it goes to to you know areas it needs to a little bit, but there's a massive amount of like defense spending and just like bureaucracy spending that and meanwhile you need your eyes fixed and, and your teeth fixed. Yeah, it's yeah. just like and I contribute. You know, it's just like I'm not unemployed. I work, I support myself and and I've been putting into this goddamn system since I was fourteen. I think this is the most serious episode of Beach Babble that we've had. Is so it really? Far. Yeah, absolutely. This is a weed yeah. I'm calm though. We're like yeah, you're calm super. And yeah, you and are loving. super calm. I wish I had a photo right now. Actually, I'm gonna take one so that I have <laughs> it. For, um, so we're almost done. Actually, we are over. But so, is there anything else beach related? Any beach related, beach related stories or anything else beach related? Um. Honestly, like I don't have much beach. These have been my beach. Well, we're gonna have to make some more beach. So this is this is the thing, Bill. This is we're the gonna make some of my more beach, beach 
uh, memories, and then we'll do another interview, and you can talk about your best beach memories. All right. I like Pacific that. Pacific Beach. I like that a lot. Okay, perfect. Well, thanks for coming. Thanks for hanging out with me. I loved having you. Thank you so much for inviting me and having me to this beautiful beach house. You're welcome anytime. I'm sure my mom feels the same way. He cooked. He hung things. He did manual labor for her. She's <laughs> she's in love. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Hill. Bye. Bye. Bye.